Hi everyone, welcome back to the Blue Velvet Couch podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Daria. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to open up the conversation about online sex work, sex work in America, and more specifically OnlyFans and how it affects women of color. Yeah. Um, So the other day, remember when I sent you that screenshot of the text message I had received and you had just like instantly like I wanted to ask you about this because I sent it to you and I thought it was something completely different just a random number somebody trying to like pull my leg or stuff and like instantly you were like babe that's a sex trafficker and I was just like I was just like how fast that thought like came into your mind and like just right past me like crazy yeah as women in America um you know sex trafficking is something that's probably always on my mind when I'm doing things like scrolling through social media or just walking around running my everyday errands you know it's something that's you know way too common um probably bigger than any of us can even begin to perceive and just something that like you can never be too careful about like unfortunately um the way that the industry works is it is an industry and there are people out there that will stop at nothing you know to profit off of women and their bodies and as women of color <laughs> me and you are like bigger targets for stuff like that so and it's like I remember I was probably in the sixth grade the first time like teachers and like adults were having serious conversations about be- me being like more careful in public when it comes to things Um, I know, like, it was, like, years before I was even, like, thinking about getting behind a wheel to learn how to drive that people were telling me about, like, looking out for, like, suspicious cards or, like, suspicious things, like, on your vehicle when you parked it or, like, checking underneath your car and stuff and little stuff like that. And I don't know how true this is, but I know that, like, well, no, I do know it is true. I just don't know, like, the exact statistic, but Colorado in general um, is, like, very known for being, like, a big hub for sex trafficking and it has to do with like the international highways and stuff um i know vegas is like there's because yeah, so much with, going like, on vegas it's also difficult because like prostitution's legal but it's not protected and so um it just like gives them more opportunities to get away with this kind of stuff so the polaris project is a um what's the word they like it's an organization that aims to expose sex trafficking and is it a non-profit i don't know but (laughs) in the year 2020 they reported that there were 10,583 situations of human trafficking and it had to do with somewhere between or like somewhere around 16,600 individual victims and these categories um, vary between escort services, pornography, uh, massages, uh, residential-based commercial sex, outdoor sol- solicitation, domestic work, bars, strip clubs, and cantinas. And that's just the two years ago. And that's, like, what was reported. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, like... Half the statistics are still missing. Right. So we know that there is... Uh... Issue? 
yeah, there's an issue and there's there's a there's a supply and demand. Like clearly, like yeah, it's it's an industry and whether like sex work is something that we decide should be legalized or not, it's gonna exist. And like this stuff just like makes it like more dangerous for you know, it to exist because it's always going to exist and if we put limitations on it this is what it results in which is really unfortunate um it's also like if we like choose to allow it to exist like going back to vegas if it's like if we're going to make it legal like make it legal put them under protection make sure that they can't be taken advantage of and they can't be you know so like so carelessly dealt with we have labor laws in america but it just it doesn't extend and because of that it becomes so dangerous right so when sex work kind of started its online platform it started on like craigslist and like people can search up there was like a forum for people looking for people mm-hmm. and in that forum there was like different sex services and so i it's alleged <laughs> That the reason that they came out with legislation against it was to actually prevent sex trafficking and to, like, decrease sex trafficking. But I know with, like, current legislation, um, you know, taking away, like, women's rights on their bodies, I almost want to say, like, it's kind of a control tactic so that there isn't, like, a platform for sex work. So whenever this was going on, they introduced a bill called FOSTA-SESTA, Sex, Fosta and the, yeah, basically um, it says it was aimed at online sex trafficking, but it just limited the likelihood of online sex work. It made it harder for people to use that as a outlet. It's, like, one of those things where it's kind of a reflection of how this, like, issue was important, but it wasn't important enough to for them to put, like, genuine thought into a solution because, like, their solution was a temporary fix for the time, for the situation. I'm sure it worked for a while, but then, like, as things progressed and as, like, both, unfortunately, the sex worker and sex trafficking industries kind of modernized and, you know evolved um these legislations just proved to be like useless and like as you said like it just ended up limiting online sex work rather than preventing like accomplishing its ultimate goal and i want to know like what strings are pulled that makes like porn websites different than people searching for people on craigslist you know because it's not like the person themselves putting it up exactly Um, So, right now, there are different petitions, such as the Trafficking Hub petition, um, which demands tube sites like Pornhub to shut down and hold its executives accountable. They do things that, you know, um, ultimately lead to child porn being uploaded and, like, uh, revenge porn um, rape, sex trafficking, they can never tell when people are uploading to these sites if that's the case. And when it makes a profit and these sites are so public domain that they're being, you know, 
downloaded and shared and once it's out there it's out there there's it's no out there. controlling it and it it also seems as though these executives and whatnot are not interested in controlling it and trying to make it a safe like a safe workplace and a safe platform for people who are in the sex industry who are sex workers to be able to use it it's not about the industry it's about the customer and the consumer which like it is in a lot of cases for a lot of things but again at some point like like they're just being so careless with it because like you said like child porn goes up on Pornhub all the time revenge porn rape like all of those things you listed like these aren't things that should be like out in the world and on this platform and these aren't things that people should be getting away with uploading and being allowed to post and vice versa these aren't things that people should be allowed to like view with no consequences yeah um I want to talk about a porn a porn star in specific Mia Khalifa um when she was in college she joined the porn industry it was roughly like three months that she was like filming and shooting and like I know uh a lot of her videos like they made her wear like a a hijab while she was like fully nude like it labeled her as a terrorist um, and I know that she's reported, like, seeing very little of the revenue that her videos made. And she didn't have control over, you know, how much these videos were shared. And she didn't really have an idea of, you know, where they were going or how many people were going to see them. And, like, it actually, like, put her life at danger as someone who is Middle Eastern. She, she can't return back to her country because, like... Yeah. Yeah. No, she can't. And it sucks because, like, and she's come forward about this a lot, too, where it's, like, she was taken advantage of completely. And, again, like, and she had, like, no grounds to be able to, like, stand, like, she's standing up for herself, which is amazing and awesome. But it sucks that, like, she was able to be taken advantage of so easily and for so long. Because, like, I mean, it's still going on. She's still not seeing the revenue for those videos right um so OnlyFans was developed around 2016 and the site was for content creators to be able to just sell more premium content like if if you have a YouTube channel you could have made like an OnlyFans to like make longer uncut versions of your channel pictures bloopers um, bloopers and so um just, like, things that people who are truly dedicated to you would be willing to, like, pay some sum for. Yeah, it it didn't start off as, like, a sex work um, channel, but it was, like, an outlet where creators could, you know, have control over who's seeing their stuff, how much they want to get paid for it, and what they want to upload. Um, but now we know that it is associated with that, and... Let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. We know that OnlyFans is very controversial. Um, I'm, I'd say like the opinions on the matter are split pretty 50-50. If anything, it's more taboo than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know if I would say it's 50-50. I think people actually think, you know, overwhelmingly that it's... Well- Because, like, the thing I notice, like, just observing, and this does happen a lot more in conversations that I have with guys than I do with girls, or, like, conversations I've heard other people have with guys versus girls, where it's, like, 
like, we're not strangers. Most men, if not all men, like, just most people watch porn. There's nothing wrong with it. It just happens or whatnot. But I have overheard so many conversations just, like, at school, at work, through friends. It's prostitution. It's not a real job. It's, like, not even that. They're talking about people they know who have only fan accounts, and all of a sudden, like, they're disregarded. They're sluts. They're whores. They're trashy. They're selling their body. Like, how could they stoop so low? Like, Crap like that, and I'm like, on the like other end of it, I'm like, well, don't you consume this stuff that you're deeming is so trashy and slutty, but you would like, you would disregard the person who's putting it out, but like, if you were to go and click over on Pornhub, you'd be like, no, this chick's mad hot. Right, and um, it's not, I don't think really the people who are, you know, buying subscriptions and stuff who are having these opinions, but like the people who think like they're above it. I disagree. I think that definitely some, not all, I think for a most part, a lot of the people who buy the subscriptions are like, well, I'm willing to, but I think some of those people, again, because you said it's taboo, their public opinion will be like, because every time I hear somebody have that opinion of like, oh my god, that bitch is such a slut for having an OnlyFans account. Like someone's buying it. Like, no, I ask them. I'm like, so you don't pay for that? Like you don't have an OnlyFans account where you like subscribe to different people? And like, silence. Most of the time, I'm met with silence. And I'm like, no, you do. Like, you're consuming this as well. So then why have such a harsh opinion? And when we talk about things like women being forced against their will and, you know, sex trafficking incidents or being treated awful in the porn industry, um, I also have some other stuff about, like, the racism. Uh, Like, Pornhub... Uh, like, will feature content with, like, black women, and they'll, like, title it, there's one, ghetto teen put this on herself. Or they will, like, tag these women as, like, ebony, or, um, like, foreign, or, like, exotic. Their race becomes a fetish. Yeah. It becomes something that people are looking for. And... Um, kind of like how on Hinge you can choose what ethnicities you want to see or not. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's weird. And, like, that's such a fetish thing. It's like, and they're the, a person. That doesn't like, really... Like, worst thing about it is, like, black actresses in the porn industry have come forward and said, like, it's hard to find bookings because, you know, that they also face racism. And it's like, they have to be like selected for like very specific jobs and there's a lot of porn stars who aren't even willing to work with um women of color because they're afraid that their ratings are going to go down and it's going to alienate their like audiences um but we know that like people of color you know black indigenous um latin it's like it's not a new thing that they're being fetishized like that they always or discriminated in an industry <laughs> exactly um like this but is, ex- like like this is a problem that carries over we can literally pick our preferences on races on dating apps like it's it's clear that this is something that's like common it's like it's being normalized and it's it's being and because it's being so normalized like it is harmful to people right especially people of these races because it's like well does he like me because he like did he swipe on me because he you know liked me or did he swipe on me because i was 
Latina or because I'm Middle Eastern. Yeah, so when OnlyFans came around, it gave, you know, people of color the option to just create because they want to and create what they want to and control who sees it. And it's not so, like, not as, I think, demonizing for them because it's not so difficult. Um, But with that being said, they're still, like, struggling with, like, problems with discrimination in a workplace because the white women are always going to be, like, more favorable in this sense. And um, even, like, Latina actresses and creators will pose as white women because they know it's, like, more popular even though they're not. I actually read a book where that happens. Yeah. Completely off topic. But, like, yeah, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Like, it's about this, like, woman in the 50s, 60s, old Hollywood time, and she's coming up to be an actress, and, like, her agent and her make the decision to make her white. Yeah. She's not. But it's just, like, to perceive her as white because, like, that's going to get her more jobs. That's going to get her more attention. I'm actually curious to know, and I, like... Because it's so new, obviously, this is probably something that there aren't statistics on. But, like, if you were to look at, like, the rates of, like, on OnlyFans, like, subscription rates, um, private chat rates and stuff. Oh, you've got it? You're set, like, the difference between <laughs> so, a white creator versus a person of color. I don't have them on specific races, but there is, like, a, a misconception about how much people are making on these sites exactly. People think that... It's just as easy as taking a nude pic, uploading it, and then you're making thousands of dollars. But that's not the case. Um, so the top 1% of creators, so the, the top 1%, they take home the majority of the commissions. Um, on majority, or on average, the majority of the accounts, I mean, earn less than $150 on a monthly basis. So I think that's really interesting because... People are really like taking this and just like kind of making it like a like a. Well, yeah, like people are saying like it's like women are just easy. looking for yeah. an easy bag, and it's like not because the other thing too with like OnlyFans that I like I see news articles about this all the time, but it's like women who have created OnlyFans accounts are losing their like other jobs because they have OnlyFans accounts, and I'm like. I mean, they they face a lot of discrimination. Not only that, but the um, website takes 20% of the earnings. They have to tax them. A lot of banks are not willing to work with them because they don't um, recognize sex work as a source of income. Um, Which Yeah. Yeah. Which is like... Like, truly, honestly, what is the difference between an OnlyFans creator and an influencer? Nothing. Yeah. They're, like, the exact same thing. It's just that they're, the content that they're putting forward is just, like, a little different. And, like, the fact that, like, they have to go, like, through all these extra channels to make sure that they can, like, make their money and keep their money and have a way to access their money. Because, like, on all other legal senses, it is a legal profession. They, like you said, they do have to pay taxes. The industry exists. The industry exists, but, like, they're being treated as though it doesn't, and that's in and of itself unfair because they're being treated as though, like, this isn't a job. Like, it isn't something that they have to work for and plan for and put genuine thought into. And, unfortunately, when these big influencers 
you know, they make sites on OnlyFans, it jeopardizes not only middle class people who are trying to make, you know, ends meet, but women of color. Um, something that happened in 2019, uh... Famous actress named Bella Thorne. She's a B-list celebrity influencer. She was on Disney Channel. Um, she yeah. is actually a Latina, but she's she's white passing as far as like physical appearance goes. She had what's the word like misled people into paying how much for a subscription? Like two hundred dollars. It was like a lot of money for like. It was. It wasn't a subscription. It was like a private photo, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't even like it what wasn't she what said she was. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't what she said it was. And then the site crashed, and they ended up changing the rules on there, which ended up like screwing the people who actually use it to make ends meet. And it was like the other thing too is like that sucks is like when a woman goes to OnlyFans to become a content creator for OnlyFans, like they are thought of as less than they are discriminated against they are slut shamed but like when like a famous person like bella thorne does it or with tyler posey it's like it's like people are scram- it's like yeah. it's for fun people are scrambling to be like oh my god yes i'm like totally for it like pop off like she can decide not to do that ever day in her life and she's gonna be fine she's gonna be comfortable but instead she used her privilege she abused it and she put a lot of people's literal lives like in jeopardy yeah um and that's that's so messed up. Uh, OnlyFans actually ended up changing their policies for a while where there was no sexual content allowed, which was a direct... It was a direct... Um, was it that they there was no sexual... Or was it that they were saying there was going to be no more sexual content? They, they made it and then they reversed it. But it directly like targeted the uh, sex workers and... You know, since then, OnlyFans has, like, come out and have been in support for sex workers. But at the time, it was, like, like they were, like, screwed. Like, they yeah. didn't know what to and do. And, like, the other thing that I do remember that happened, too, and was... shortly after 2019 did the pandemic start, which not only hurt, like, Just sex workers in general, but, like, people who worked at strip clubs. Like, that, that is their outlet. You know, they, they resorted to things like OnlyFans to, to continue making money. And when they... Try to wean and post stuff like that on Instagram or Twitter, especially as a woman of color or with an undesirable body type that gets like taken off so quickly. Their accounts get banned, even if they limit who follows them. It it goes against other guidelines and they can't they don't have any other outlet to use. Yeah, but then like already prominent people in the media's eyes get away with it again like i mean how many times have you opened up twitter and seen trisha paytas is asshole <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> but it's just like it's, it's okay <laughs> it's true yeah it happens and like i'm going back to like the bella thorne thing another like really detrimental thing because like a big talk about what we've been saying with OnlyFans thus far is that it gave women control yeah. in this industry where they before were being taken advantage of when Bella Thorne came over, I know one of the most immediate responses was um, price limitations. Yeah. All of a sudden, you couldn't charge more than fifty dollars. And you for couldn't a pull photo. your money out more than like once a month or something, which which hurts people that has to pay, that have to pay bills and stuff. 
Because it's like, yeah, they can't access the money that they have, the money that is theirs. So the point of this really was just to kind of open up people's minds. Like, I know that it's very stigmatized. And I know a lot of people go back and forth on whether or not sites like OnlyFans should be allowed. But, like, overwhelmingly, it is helpful um, for women, for people of color, for... People that are tired of the way that the sex industry exists now. And whether or not we want to accept it, it exists. And I think that we should stop being so critical for people who are just living their lives because... And we also have to, like, ask ourselves as a society is, like, why do we deem these things acceptable when it's free, but as soon as, like, there's profit involved, all of us... Or, like, visible profit, In this capitalistic society... You know, right? Because like nobody that, was, like, yeah, nobody was angry that like all these Pornhub people were making so much money and like porn stars weren't. But now that it's like the porn stars are the ones making the money, there's it's a, a huge problem. Yeah. So just let people live their lives. <laughs> if you want to pay for it, pay for it. If you don't want to pay for it, don't. If you don't want to pay for it, don't consume it. Period. Just like everything else, you gotta nothing's free. <laughs> Nothing's free in this world, and if you are not paying for it, somebody else is paying for it. And, like, terribly. Again, yeah. Mia Khalifa paid for all those dumb-ass 14-year-old little scrawny, horny-ass white boys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on that note, um, we'll see y'all later. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something. And if you didn't, I hope... It gave you a different perspective to look at, at least. Or just to start a conversation, because, like, these kinds of things aren't going to be normalized and destigmatized until we start talking about it. Because another big part of it is that, like, these are hard conversations. Sorry. Yeah. You don't need it. Anyways. (laughs) Peace out. Deuces. (laughs) Doodles.